What's up, everyone? Welcome to the final Operation Dad Fight episode of 2019. Uh, the holidays are close. The team has all gone our separate ways, so this intro is coming from my apartment. I promise the episode will uh, probably sound better than this. But thanks for tuning in for one last episode. Uh, this is a good one we recorded earlier this summer. So some of it is uh, a little dated already. Uh, I'll go on record saying that I already disagree with myself about some of the things that I said, but in the spirit of uh, honesty and transparency, I'm not going to edit those things out. Um, I also uh, forgot until I went back to edit this episode that I, uh, months ago, already did the thing that I hate when people do, which is to do some version of, well, that's how it happened for me, and look how I turned out. I turned out okay, um, which is dumb and ridiculous, and it bothers me every time someone says it, and then I uh, myself was guilty of saying it. And I left it because um, it's embarrassing and I don't even agree with the thing I was saying. But I figure for the sake of this show, I'll let you hear it. And I'll let you know that in the past months, I have already grown and uh, regret having said that. Uh, another thing that's exciting right now before the end of the year, uh, you guys should know. Um, my son, Caleb, the reason for this podcast is uh, a working baby model. He uh, has already booked a couple of Gap ads. Um, he's 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 literally booking more work than I am. He is a more successful uh, auditioner since he's been born than I have been. Um, but I only bring that up. I mean, of course, to brag a little bit. Go check out the Instagram page. You can see how fucking cute he is. Um, but I also bring it up because uh, we got called last night his uh, agent because yeah, he's six months old and has an agent. His agent emailed to say. Uh, that there was an audition uh, and it was for moms and babies. And I emailed back to say, great, uh, Caleb can be there. Just a heads up, his mom is not the performer. Uh, I am, uh, but mom has a real job. So I can either bring him um, and it can just be him. Or if they want dads and babies, uh, we can do that too. And they wrote back kindly uh, and very helpfully, but said uh, that this particular audition was only looking for moms and babies. And I guess I hope that the ad itself was uh, specifically female, I don't know, breastfeeding or something else I can't come up with on the spot that's particularly specifically female uh, because I would hope that ad companies in almost 2020 recognize that um, the kind of tropes of advertising to specifically moms for parents and baby products uh, are not as strategic as they used to be. Um, hopefully that's becoming more and more clear. And as uh, fathers work as a society to take on more responsibility and recognize that uh, the father role is important at home as well, that ad companies uh, reflect that. Um, and this is not, look, let me be very clear. This is not me saying as a middle-aged, middle-class, white, cisgender, straight male that I need more opportunities. I promise that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying strategically from an ad perspective, I hope that uh, companies are realizing that more and more dads are staying home, more and more uh, women are breadwinning um, and more and more couples are diverse across the board anyway, uh, and a heteronorm nuclear family is not as norm as it used to be. And I hope that ad companies strategically, uh, demographically are taking that into account, not just that I myself need more opportunities. Uh, did I mention my baby's booking more work than I am? Anyway, I'm not bitter at all. Uh, just throwing that out there in case anyone is listening to this uh, who has any pull in that world. I hope that you do recognize that uh, dads are staying home too and dads are parents. And um, for everyone's sake, I hope we can continue to make that more clear. 
Um, yeah, that's all I got for that. Um, this episode is Frank Caetti. It was a very funny, very loving, very kind, very giving man and a great father. And I'm excited for you to hear everything he has to say. Uh, like I said, I disagree with myself on more than one occasion through this episode, but I was, it was great for me to re-listen to everything Frank had to say. So take his advice. And if you feel called to do so, feel free to uh, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram and tell me what you disagree with about what I said, because there are a few things I'm embarrassed about and I'm leaving them for your sake. Anyway, here we go. The final episode of 2019, the final episode of the year, the final episode of the decade, in case people haven't heard that joke enough this month, uh, Operation Dad Pod with Frank Caetti. So on behalf of myself, Nacelli, the entire FOU team, and the entire ODP team, bye! <laughs> uh, anyway, Frank, yes. Eddie, thanks Hi. for being here, man. My pleasure. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. How is uh, New York treating you right now? I like uh, it. Yeah. There are many things I like. There are some things I have strong feelings about. <laughs> I'm staying in Midtown, right in the uh, the heart of it all, near Times Square. So uh, I already have a disdain for tourists Great. that you're, is only earned by a lifelong Yeah, you're very much a local now. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I already, like, I get out of the elevator and I'm already at like a nine. <laughs> <laughs> you fit right in right away. Yeah. It's A lot of times it takes West Coasters longer to acclimate to that part. They're just nicer for longer and you just... Good work, man. You jumped Thank right you. in. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. My mom is from uh, from Long Island, so I feel like maybe okay. it's in my genes. Yeah, you got that. Right. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, so, yeah, Frank, you're uh, an L.A. guy, but really Chicago, L.A. Um, Chicago originally. That's where born and raised. Born and raised. Um, and professionally comedian, improv, sketch writer, mad TV alumnus. Yes. Um, but you've been in L.A. for how long now? Um. It'll be 13 years. 13 years. Right. Yeah. Cool. And so it's a while. Yeah. You're not going to move to Midtown? You're not going to pick up and come? Are you ready to um, come spend all of your time? Not anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, my children are in school. They're pretty happy. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, you have two children. Two children. And who are they? Tell me about them. Uh, Lucy is eight years old and Joseph is five years old. And they're the best. They're yeah. awesome. Great. Um, well, we're done here then. That was good. All good. Right. See you later. This is easy. That's what dadding is all about. Yep. Yep. Get in, get out. Easy dad. Yep. Check in. You doing okay? Okay. See you later. <laughs> I just for seven and five. I just, right, eight, and no, five. eight and five. Sorry. Their, their birthdays sorry. were just in June. They're I, 10 days apart. Oh, wow. 10 days apart. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is, I'm exhausted. So let me just like, if we have, if you have to repeat things, I'm sorry. My brain is at like a two and a half right now. So you're in the fog of to, it right now. Like the deep fog right yeah. now. Yeah. First three months of having a child is oh, like, man. it's the fog. Um, It's nuts. Like having conversations with other adults and being like, I can't keep up. I have no idea what's being said right now. Um, I am not awake. My eyes are open and I'm on my feet, but I'm not actually engaging. So this will be a fun interview, man. Let's uh good. I'm, I'm gonna do yeah. And it's like maybe I'll just tag out and let Nacelli take over here. <laughs> That's fine. Hey. Okay, we could, you know, the other thing is is like as long as you stay awake, then I feel like I'm doing a good job. <laughs> great, great. 
I'll just laugh. That's a pretty low bar, I'll but I mean, let's be honest. If there's, a, if there's a conversation break, I'll just laugh. I'll assume it was funny. Just fall we'll... asleep for a second. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back to sleep. That's, makes for good podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to hear, I want to know about being a performer and uh, a, uh, a comedian in LA. It's, we haven't, I, most of my guests have been New Yorkers. Um, mm-hmm. So I know a little bit more about, I've gotten some advice on being a performer in New York. I'm really interested in like, what's the LA life like with two kids? I imagine it's pretty similar. I mean, I, I think what parenthood did for me was kind of focus me. It allowed me to choose the things that I wanted to continue to do or had to do. Yeah. And eliminate the things that were kind of extraneous sometimes like, uh, or hobby or whatever. Like I can't do four improv shows a week now (laughs) yeah you know it just doesn't make sense like if i'm going to leave the house it needs to have a reason for either bringing income in yeah or some sort of like creatively fulfilling thing but i think i just do less kind of stuff to do stuff yeah and then i pick more wisely for projects and of course you have to work so you have to pick things that's that's Caleb. Caleb's here. Thanks, hey, buddy. Caleb. Thanks for jumping in. He's uh, like, yeah, work. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah you dad, gotta work. That's to what work. dads do. <laughs> yeah. Pop in every little bit, <laughs> then get back to work. <laughs> no, I think um, yeah. So I, it's uh and also, I mean, my wife and I have gone really back and forth as far as because since I'm a performer, um, I have flexibility of my schedule. Yeah. So there have been times where my wife has a pretty regular nine to five. Uh so I'm in charge of doing some daily things and we kind of, we share it. We, yeah. It's a two person job, if yeah. not a 10 person job sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. So I feel like it helped me focus. That's good. Is the main point. That seems kind of like maybe a little bit of a hard truth, especially that someone like a freelancer or a performer might need to hear. Like I've heard a lot of people who started to lose some of what they wanted to do. You know, like you have to start making sacrifices. You, you don't get to do you don't live the same life you lived anymore. But really, if you look at it like, well, just cut the fat, cut out mm-hmm. the shit that doesn't really matter. If you'd like things that will progress, things that will fulfill you in the in the way specifically that will help your entire life, things that are going to make you some money. Like, yeah, you might not get to uh, dick around with your friends every time that you want to, but that's yeah. that's okay. So focus and strategize better and prioritize better. That seems like a good way to go. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, there, it comes to a little bit of a sacrifice, but I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything yeah. for the most part. I think, you know, there was a propensity, you know, finish a show or whatever. And then you're like, let's go have a drink or let's go. Yeah. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm heading home. Yeah. Because um, I'm tired or because I want to see my family or whatever. Yeah. So I think that those sorts of extra or optional things are like, easy sacrifices. Yeah. I have way more time for video games and drinking <laughs> pre-child, you yeah. know, pre-children. Even just a little bit that I'm into it now. This is something I've heard a couple of people say. Uh a couple of people have been quoted as saying, I have no idea what I did with all of my time before children. Absolutely. And even just a little bit into it, like I will admit, I was good at being lazy. <laughs> I was good at like I could handle a whole day and not really get anything done and feel fine about that. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Three o'clock. I got to get ready to go to the show. I've spent all day being busy, and like, how the how the hell is it evening now? I've I've all I've been washing bottles or holding a child or like trying to help do something. It seems like I've been away for ninety minutes, not a full day. I've mm-hmm. been moving and busy the whole time. 
Absolutely. Um, I didn't watch a single round of Sports Center. I didn't usually I watched yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're in your third time and like you yeah. can quote them. Yeah. yeah. I totally understand that. You know, the thing that I think is interesting um is the days are long, but the years are short when you're a parent. Yeah, that's good. It feels yeah. like the every day is just like it's a battle. <laughs> you know, for me, like there's this is one thing I miss greatly about uh pre-children being slow to wake like my wife and I on the weekends or whatever like we'd yeah. wake up but we would lay in bed maybe we'd watch television we'd read we'd look at our iPads whatever yeah that cannot happen anymore <laughs> because at some point early in the morning I am slapped on the chest awake with a child that needs food you know give food daddy you know <laughs> we let's play let's wrestle you know okay we're, we're doing this um, which is just never, there's no such thing. So on like when, when it's like mother's day or father's day, the best gift we can give each other is like, don't wake up, don't wake up daddy. Yeah. So like you can sleep in. So that's, that's our thing. Like we just protect it. <laughs> don't go in there. Not <laughs> Don't go anywhere near there till 9am. Like John Oliver had a bit on that recently. He was like, did a happy father's day segment. And it was like all of these news anchors and TV personalities saying their perfect day would be like, fly fishing alone, like having the day to myself, <laughs> which is funny. You hear it. You're like, the point of this day is to celebrate like your family celebrating you. You're like, all I want is to be left alone. To get away from you people. <laughs> That's the, the best gift you can give me is to get away from you people. But I, I, I can understand that to a certain extent. Uh, I, I really love family time. I enjoy it. And we, we have like kind of like traditions in our house. So like I, I do enjoy it. Um, and there's lots of dancing and bits and, and let me ask you this too, because, uh, um, I was talking about this with my therapist recently. Therapy is cool. Shout out to, uh, therapy. Um, Woo. What, what? Woo. Uh, therapy <laughs> mental health is cool yeah what what if the rap game got in on like like you know just like normalizing just health yeah like mental health <laughs> like that might be a thing i think we should, should talk let's, about let's, that yeah, all right you know kendrick might be like yeah let's get somebody on board yeah like, like it's super get a ppo have mental health like yeah. just yeah um I'm I'm mindful as fuck, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Just someone to listen, listen, listen. <laughs> um, so one of the things I've been talking with the therapist about is that it, it's all new for me. I'm not getting to. I don't really have the uh, the structure of the days that I grew up on as an example for how to raise my family. Now my oh. parents both worked nine to five. We had evenings together. To, you know, we had soccer and baseball and all the things, but. There was dinner at home. My parents were home in the evening unless there was a function that we all knew about. Um, and like for me right now as a performer, best case scenario is I'm employed and working at night. Mm -hmm. So dinners are kind of not a thing anymore. And one of the things we've been talking about is how to create a new normal and how to create uh, new, uh, like you said, uh, traditions. Mm -hmm. So uh, what are some, do you guys do some things when it comes to like, if you, you know you're going to be away a couple nights a week doing a show or you've got these things um, what are some of the traditions you guys, cause you've been out of town for a while too. So like what yeah. are the things you guys stick to with these crazy schedules that we have? Um, well, I think the thing that we do is hold the time that you do have together near and dear. So, um, it may not be, you know, seven nights a week that you get to sit down and have dinner, but if you get to do it one or two times a week, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, right now your little guy is so little, it's not, right. it's, there's, there, it's lost on him. Dinner right. time is constant, but like, <laughs> right. I think that, yeah, cause they'll, 
that is a part of a routine, which I think children often need. Um, but also they, that's, there's memories are being created right. and they're, they have such incredible minds for memory and what they like things that they pick up and I'll have to sit and think about it for a second and go, Oh yeah, that, that did happen. Like yeah. a specific detail of something. So, um, holding tight the things that are important or like those little things. We had something for a long time called uh, pizza Friday. So Fridays was a day that I had off. So pizza Friday, we would watch a movie. Some of like, we would try to show them a classic movie for a while. Like, uh, which we realized some of the time we were prematurely showing them movies. Like you forget that a lot, some eighties movies. You're like, <laughs> Oh, Oh, this is a little dirtier than I remember. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, my daughter because it falls into this like nostalgic place in your mind where it must just be this saturday afternoon available movie because it's like oh that's a sweet movie like, yeah oh i forget there's just tits out for eight yeah. minutes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> extended like yeah sex yeah. scene oh boy uh, did not remember this <laughs> so one of the movies that we showed the kids which I, I stand by being an excellent movie and very funny but have some some moments that you probably don't want younger children to experience is the money pit with Tom Hanks and <laughs> Shelley Long. It's uh -huh. just a very funny yeah, movie. And if you would ask me like right now without this conversation, I would have said, yeah, PG movie, like a sensible comedy, funny, physical comedy. Yeah. Fun movie. Nothing to worry about in that movie. But there's a, there's, there's like some, there's adult situations. There there's are. no nudity. Okay. Uh, my daughter for a little while knew nearly every line of dialogue in the movie. <laughs> And so she would do like Joe Mantegna comes over. He's like a plumber and he's like, you know, you want to come over? I'll give you a little bit of the in and out. You know, and, so, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's my uh, six year old daughter quoting Joe Mantegna. <laughs> OK, she doesn't know what that is. She's taking it to school. Yeah. Telling her teacher, you want me to give you some of the in and out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy, did you come pick up your this daughter? Makes sense. This makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> But but Pizza Fridays were Pizza, pizza Friday was movie. and now it's Fiesta Friday oh, nice. because okay. pizza is not the best for you. Sure. Okay. So we tried that opens it up a little bit. Is that something you guys are aware of? Do you guys try to be on the front end of of health for as far as food goes? For My you, wife okay. is much better at it okay. than I am. She yes. So the kids eat a limited amount of meat. Okay. Um but I mean, having said that, my son is like obsessed with French fries and he eats <laughs> French fries at least five times a week. <laughs> okay. So we do our best. But yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's something like I I want to try to be good about that. I want to try to be better with myself. I mean, I could definitely, I could definitely stand to have a, a better, cleaner diet. Um, and across the board, I get it. I also can't help but be like, I came up on McDonald's and Taco Bell and I was a fit kid. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I'm not going to go on any kind of platform and say that's okay, but I know for you a just fact, did, like, but you just did, <laughs> but no, I just think like, I don't know. I'm, I want to do the right thing. And then sometimes I'm like, eh, maybe relax a little bit. Maybe, I mean, French fries a few times a week is not that big a deal. Sure. As long as you get them out moving, you're getting things done, but pay attention to it. Right. Like, yeah. Well, there was a time when my daughter thought that dessert was for every meal. Like there was a <laughs> dessert for breakfast, a dessert for lunch. And it's like, no, the dessert's like once a day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think, I think you brought me to something about like talking about, you know, food choices and parenting, you know, what your kids eat. I think that sometimes parenting opens up like just a world of judgment. Yeah. Parents are very judgmental. Other parents are judgmental of their parents. And so 
what I've kind of learned, I'm pretty chill about it. It's just like everybody has their own thing that works for their house, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I have found that some of the time convenience is more important than sure. the healthiest choice. Like it's just, yeah. it's just a fact of life. You have a small amount of time. McDonald's is right there. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, and cheap, you know, right. some of the time. So I think that there's, there's, there's a lot of, I imagine the same thing in New York, especially, you know, like, well, what's funny in New York is I think, I think that it, it more so in like New York and maybe some other bigger cities, it's easier and more affordable to get healthier options. So like other are McDonald's for sure. And they're mm -hmm. cheap. Like, so yeah, you can run through McDonald's and if you need to get your kid a happy meal or you need to get yourself a happy meal, like that's still cheap, but there are also, there is a higher quality food available easier than like in the, in my home in like the South, like it's hard to find an organic store. It's hard to find a, even a Trader Joe's, you know, like yeah. you just have more fast food options. You even the grocery store is like all center aisles and then one produce aisle, yeah. you know, like, so yeah, it's it, like, it, you it want this like kale made with pig fat? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it almost seems like as difficult as a lot of things are in New York and in cities, that's one of the things that we kind of have available is easier access. But at the same time, convenience is just like sometimes, some days it's just like, I just, that meal is made. I, get, I just want to get a made meal and give it to you. That's yep. all I can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, I don't even have, he's not old enough to, he's not even eating yet. He's still feeding but just for like the time my own diet like sometimes it's just eating whatever whatever i can get my hands on as quickly as i can mm -hmm. and frankly if there's a bag of chips or an apple and i've come home for a show and it's midnight i don't want that apple i'm <laughs> like i that's not the time of day that yeah. like i need to be i need to feel full mm -hmm. and i know for a fact that apple and a handful of baby carrots is not going to help me right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i guess it's just like trying to be aware mm. and be cognizant and Make a better choice. <laughs> yeah. You can make a better choice. You should be making better choices. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I totally get it. I think that there, yeah. I mean, there's an element, the, a part of the sacrifice is that like, I think it's, unless you really make time for it to, you have to, you sacrifice an element of time for you. Yeah. And so, but again, every sacrifice that I think you make for parenting is so worth it. Yeah. I think, um, it is for me being a, a parent is like easily the most challenging, relentless thing I have ever done by far, but easily the most rewarding yeah. thing I've ever done. Yeah. So um, I, I, I forgot what is my point ultimately was. Sorry, I got you off, but pizza is not as healthy. So now we do pizza. Fiesta, it's a fiesta. Um, and that's a tradition, but like a healthier version of the Fiesta Friday a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, and it just opens us up to other choices than pizza. Because <laughs> yeah. I think as children, they'll be like, yeah, well, pizza every, <laughs> sure. every Friday is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, like, so is, um, what are some go-tos now for Fiesta Friday? What are the good meals that the kids like, but that also you and your wife feel good about giving well, them? They're still, they're probably not much better. Okay. Um, sometimes like bean and cheese burritos, Fiesta. Okay. Yeah, sure. Nachos. All right. Um, it's never like salad. Like <laughs> kids be like, Fiesta Friday. <laughs> salad. Yay. Thanks, mom. You know, like, uh, no, it's not like that. It's just opening us up to things that aren't just cheese cool. and yeah. bread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, any other, like just to jump out, any other traditions that you guys have or things that you enjoy 
with a schedule that's so flexible and and up in the air anything else that like we go to there's a there's a really great uh, ice cream place by our house that we go to when we celebrate any of the children's school achievements nice so that's like a thing that we do and we try to all go cool so um and it's like a treat for them yeah. it's a great place they make all the ice cream there and uh they really look forward to it like cool for my son, his thing is like being a sticker star. He earns stickers at at school. Yeah. And when he gets 10, he becomes a sticker star. And it's it's been difficult for him sometimes to achieve this. So we want to celebrate it. And for my daughter, it's more like the academic things that they have throughout the year for her. And they do little accolades here and there. But cool. it's about them. Yeah. Just motivating That's them great. a little That's bit. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's... Uh, I mean, I know your kid's a little older now, but uh, just for my sake right now, if you can think back, you got any stories, advice, anything you remember from the early days? You know, now that I'm removed from it, I, there's this, there's an element of how did I do that? Like, <laughs> you know, like that's, that was really hard. But then I, I think that there's like an adrenaline that comes with it. And like um, the, the first three months seem to be hard because everything's new. Yeah. You're, you're really worried, especially with the first one of like breaking the child, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you're trying to really, you know, it's like the brand new pair of shoes that you don't want to get a scuff on, but like a million <laughs> times yeah. more important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I'd, likened a child to some Air Jordans. <laughs> I don't want to like, think of the best kids. Air Jordans <laughs> oh, I got ever. You. Like, yeah, like, or like, like, think about Marty McFly's shoes. You got Marty McFly's shoes. <laughs> okay. You don't want to put a scuff on your Marty McFly Nikes. Um, so I think that there's there's an element of that. I would say there's going to be exhaustion, but you're going to learn what this internal fortitude. Uh, I'm so impressed by what my wife was capable of doing. Like I love her so much more and respect her so much more. I already did, but then. Yeah. Like she just, the parenting mode, just like she became a whole, like she leveled up in a crazy yeah. way. I so, feel like I, I am trying and I'm proud of my attempts to level up and I'm like doing more than I've ever done. And I am, it is harder. It's okay. He disagrees, he, but if you let me finish, <laughs> if you a, let me finish, or, or he, he highly like, agrees, you can try harder, yeah, come on, <laughs> <laughs> but like, just like you were saying the, like, when I think I'm doing well, then I clock how much my wife is doing. And I'm just like, oh, shit, man. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, it's a different race. I'm not even in this ball game right now. As she that was gets ready. agreement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like, oh, yeah, I think moms are if don't you think that if if we all just consider our moms a little bit more, the world would be a much more compassionate, empathetic. place. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Right? Yeah. Like before every action that anyone took, they're just like, what my mom think of this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. And like, because everybody loves their mom, I think. For the most part, I guess. Right. It's just. I, I yeah. love my mom. I'm just saying I think there are people like that's not me saying like, mm, I don't know. But no, well, here's an example of it. Here's an I'll tell you a story. Here's an example of it, because I'm not a I'm not a good blood and guts person. That's not my jam. I could never be a doctor especially with someone that I know and love. So like if it were the 1950s and like your wife is delivering in one room and I'm smoking a cigar and drinking whiskey <laughs> in another room, I would have been okay doing that. Right. 
Right. Just because I'm such a weak individual. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, you know, it's, you know, the 2000s. I'm in the room. um, And uh, (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to stay up top. I'm going to, you know, help (laughs) do some counter pressure stuff. And then I was so into it. And the doctor said, do you want to deliver the baby? What? And I was like, sure. And I thought it was a bit like, I'm like <laughs> I don't know. I think everything's a bit, you know, and you next thing I knew the doctor, cause you, <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> then I was delivering the baby. What? So yeah, which I'm very thankful I did. I'm like the first human to touch my daughter, wow. like outside of the womb. What? So, so walk me through that. Like, I mean, you don't, you can say whatever details you want to say, sure. but also like, did the, did you get just like placed in the right position? Did oh just yeah. Put you down in the catcher's position? Oh, I was like, like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I gave a sign. My wife threw a slider. <laughs> it was high and tight. Um, no. Uh, yeah. I said yes without realizing the actual <laughs> ramifications of my, my yes right there. So I got, they put me like in the stuff, like I had these gloves and the thing and everything. And she told me, I, I was like, where do I put my hands? What do I do? All of that stuff. Because I was incredibly nervous. Like You don't want to drop your kid. No <laughs> way, man. And it's like, here, you, you want to try to catch the wettest noodle you have ever tried to catch? Like catch this wet noodle. So I was terrified. Um but really locked in. Like I honestly, to a certain extent, I can't describe it because I was so out of body. Yeah. Like the moment I said yes and it was happening, I was like, they, my uh, mother-in-law took a picture of me, like holding up my hands in the stuff, like, (laughs) and like, (laughs) but then I did it and I was so like, just immediately enamored and like, and it, there was a little blood and guts because that's what happens, you know? Yeah. But I just, I'm not that person, especially with someone that I love. Yeah. I don't want to see her in pain. I don't want to see any blood and guts. I it all of that went away yeah. once I saw that child. And like she told me very specifically, I remember there was like a hand placement thing. Yeah. On like put your hand here and here. I feel like I need a picture of that. We'll, we'll get that. We'll get that recreated. Okay. I don't even know if this was right. Because <laughs> you know, some, well, some look, <laughs> we'll post this picture, but we've said it before. We'll say it again. If you use this podcast as your scientific reference point, if anybody drops their baby and says, "Well, Frank on Operation Dad Pod said this is where my hands go," well, that's Do on you, not, man. Yeah, that's just, on you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> these people know nothing about medicine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. That was it. Was uh, so that that's, that's like, like one. That was test number one, right? Yeah. Like. I didn't know what I was going to do. I don't know what I was capable of. Yeah. He approved. Yeah. Good story. Thanks, thanks <laughs> Yeah. So um, that's, I, I didn't go that far at all, but I, um, cause we ended up in a C-section, but mm-hmm. I did get the chance to cut the umbilical cord. And mm-hmm. I was like, not even interested in that going beforehand. Me too. Go, I was like, I, that, no, no, you trained for that. I have not. So you do the things you've trained for and I'll be over here with my wife. That's exactly where I felt. But you're right. Like you kind of lock into this. It sounds cheesy and I've been trying to find other words that don't sound so cheesy, but like once you realize failure is not an option, then it's just not in your bones at that moment. You're right. It's kind of this out of body, like you're just so locked in and I didn't have to do that much, but just like being there for her, like even though I was scared, not be like removing the fear because it's not really an option right now. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to do, we're not going to get this wrong. We're not going to, I'm not going to cut my son's 
penis off instead of the umbilical cord, which is like my biggest fear. <laughs> They're gonna give me these things up and like snap. No, let's do the wrong thing. Oh god. <laughs> Speaking of that, I did do that. Hmm, right. Did you notice? The umbilical cord. You yes, not, I cut the. I didn't yeah. cut my. Penis, my <laughs> I cut the umbilical cord. Uh-huh. That is tough. It's yes. It's, it's a, it is a tough uh-huh. piece of calamari. <laughs> oh my god! It is. This it is, is like why did we? We should have went with the jalapeno poppers. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, that was out of body too, though. Yeah, it's. It all feels like it's happening so fast. Yeah. Well, you were saying before. Uh, Go back and tell me more about the moment of of labor beginning, of pushing beginning. You were saying, yeah. So <laughs> this is this is just craziness. So my wife, we had, we had an appointment, and it was actually her due date. And then the doctor was like, "We need to, you're gonna, we're gonna admit you." Um, she her water hadn't broke or anything yet, but yeah. she felt like it was time. So we went, and then they started pitocin, which helps accelerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, contractions, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then um, they had done that the next morning. So we went in, we got admitted like 3 4 PM on one on the Thursday. And the next day was a Friday. Yeah. And um, do they do the Cervidil? The like, I forget exactly what it does, but it gets the cervix ready. That's what we had in like a 12 hour. Before oh. they started the Pitocin was this. I don't know. I don't um, know what's, I don't remember. Like they just wrap this thing up and Stuck it up in there to get things ready to start. I don't know. I think maybe my wife would probably remember better. Okay. You know, I was like, Servadale guy. Like, (laughs) yeah. He's like, comes in, he's dressed like (laughs) the good humor ice cream man. (laughs) Servadale. Um, I don't remember, but I think they did a lot of stuff. But yeah, it's all like, she uh, was such a, I was like, you are a rock star. You're incredible. She was handling it very well. That's awesome. So, anyways, that next morning, they started the Pitocin or maybe they had upped it, but it's like, it's going to be several hours before yeah. anything really works or it happens. So a dad had given me the advice to get something for the nurses. So I was like, Oh, I'll run out. I'll get some lunch and I'll get some uh, cupcakes for the nurses. So I run out, I'm gone. It was kind of difficult to get out. This is at Cedar Sinai in Beverly Hills. So like, it's not the, it's just, there's a lot of stuff around it. It's okay. hard to get out. Yeah. It takes a while. So I go, I go, uh, Apple maps fooled, you know, fooled me. They said there was like a sprinkles cupcakes right over on La Cienega. There wasn't. Uh, so I had to go to like whatever crumbs or someplace like that <laughs> down the way. So I went and got that. And then I was, I was at like a Baja fresh, like fresh Mexican place. And I'm gone 33 minutes at this point. And my wife texts me and says, starting to push. <laughs> so I freak out. Uh. I'm like, I can't miss this. Like I'm the first thing I think is like, I'm going to miss this for Baja fresh and cupcakes. This is the dumbest thing. Why did I leave? I was kicking myself and I kept going like, you're sure nothing's going to happen. Sure. And they're like, nothing's going to happen. They were wrong. They were wrong. Um, so then I drive, I drive the wrong way on a street because I'm a crazy person. Like I'm honking at people and just driving the wrong way. Cause I don't want it. Cause like there's specific entrances into Cedar Sinai. So I'm just like, I'm not doing that. I'm going this way. I did this thing, which I only see in movies before. I was going to say, this is a Hugh Grant movie. This, <laughs> this is, is totally like- <laughs> a Hugh Grant movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just really I'm just batting my eyes. <laughs> my wife, she's having a, she's having a baby. She's pushing. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm good. like, I like pull up. They have valet at uh-huh. Cedar Sinai. Of course they do. <laughs> right, right. I pull up. I've never done this move. Throw, the, no, I'm, throw I'm, my I'm keys. I'm like, I threw the keys. 
And like the guy grabbed him and he knew he just he knew like something's going on with yeah. this dude. It's a hustle. I'm sure that guy's seen still that carrying <laughs> my bag of my crumbs. And <laughs> I'm like, well, I may as well get him now. <laughs> I run. I'm a madman. I run out of the parking garage area, turn this corner and it's an elevator bank. And what do you do when you're at an elevator bank? You have to wait for the oh. elevator. So I'm like running and I'm like a madman and I like, <laughs> just standing there and everyone's looking at me like, what is wrong with this guy? And I'm just like, <sighs> and I, I just, they totally, everyone get it. I was like, my wife is starting to push and they're like, go like, <laughs> like they totally get it. Like, so open the, the door opens. I get in, I run. It ends up being totally fine. She, she delivers. 40 minutes later. So it wasn't okay. that, but at yeah. the time, yeah, you know, I'm flipping out. Yeah. So, um, that's the story of that's me great. almost missing. It's also the like at the time, you know, cause at the time you're like, can, is this really happening right now? I've been here yeah. for 16 hours yeah. and now I'm going to miss it. The one. Yeah. yeah. I was the drop zone right now in mm-hmm. this, uh, but I do like that. Um, I didn't have any major things like that, but, I didn't notice it myself. I was completely unapologetic for the things I wanted for the sake of my family at that time. Like, like waiting for those elevators, like pacing, like driving the wrong way. Like, ah, sorry, this one's, this one's for me. I don't like this one's for my family. I don't, Yeah. I'm not, I'm a, you know, you're a polite, passive guy. Like you are good in public and have manners, but there are just times when you're like, no, this one's for me. I, oh, yeah. I, I have the right of way. I'm going to look crazy at the elevators and you're going to be okay. You can either support me or get out of my way. Those are your options. That was totally (laughs) it again, outside of myself at that moment. I mean, I must've, I totally got the joke of myself after the fact, but I was a raving lunatic (laughs) at the moment, you know, like, cause I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. So I mean, I was like, I was starting to cry. Like I'm driving going, I'm going to miss this. Like I was Sure. And now you can look back. Here's this it. dude driving the wrong way in Beverly Hills, crying, Aww. bags of food in his car. <laughs> I must have looked like a crazy person, which I was. But like, yeah, we can laugh about it and you can look back on it now and it's been years and it's funny. But in that moment, that's a very real, like, there's nothing that's going to stop you from getting there because the worst thing in the world would be to miss that. And you're in, like, in that moment right there, oh. the worst thing would be to miss it. So totally get there, driving and the, the sidewalk. Incredible the guilt I would feel forever. <laughs> yeah. If I did. Hmm. But you know, and I went I was sent off with everyone's blessing. Like yeah. I checked in with my wife 20 times. Yeah. But there's no reasoning that yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. You did do a thing. I wish we had talked before because I did not do anything for our nurses and we had great nurses. We've said that before. Shout out to the the labor wing of Winter Hospital. Well, you know. <laughs> That was just a piece of advice, yeah. you know. I think. Well, don't West feel like has you have that to. bit. Like there was an ep when Toby, I think, was about to his wife was or his baby mom was having twins, and he and Josh have a whole conversation about how much do you tip the nurses. And I was like, wait, is that a real thing? Should I be, should I be tipping the nurses? And everyone was like, no. But it's doing something nice is a good piece of advice. Sure. That's good. Yeah. And nurses are the best. Yeah. I mean, they do everything. Yeah. We have, we had a dope uh, doctor as well. She, she, uh, her name is Thais Aliabadi. Shout out to Thais Aliabadi. She was, I mean, she was incredible. She has three kids of her own. When she delivered, I think she had, she has two kids of her own. When she delivered, she was pregnant with her third. She was like 42 years old and she had done 5,000 deliveries. She used to work in a high risk hospital in, um, in downtown LA 
So she had seen wow. it all. She's the wow. coolest. I'm That's like, cool. you're, I'm like, why are you not a reality show? Like <laughs> she's just That's amazing. Awesome. And she, yeah. and she made you feel, made us feel like listened to. And she spent her time. She was clearly busy, but like yeah. she was a dope doctor. That's great. Um, so shout out to those. I mean, it, it's also, do you, do you find this interesting? I, I mean, it's not surprising that this whole world of like, like the nurses in particular, almost all female, I think in our case, all female, Yeah. like that this thing of life has been, you know, yeah. like, it's interesting you're doing this, this podcast, but like, I do think that like, we really, we lay a lot on yeah. women to do it's, these sorts of things. It's kind of like, wait, why is the, why isn't there a greater expectation on dudes? hundred like, percent. Yes. Like yeah. That's such a, well, that's such a lame thing. Yeah. I kind of feel like it is. Yeah. I don't know where, but it's like, you look at 40 years ago, 50 years ago, it was like even totally separate than like the fathers, you know, like were drinking and having a cigar until the baby was here. Now let's totally. go meet my child. Um, and I don't know if it's just, I don't know. I don't know why that happens. Even the yeah. idea of changing a diaper, right? right. Yeah. Like yeah. there wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been that long ago. It's like, I don't know how to do this. It's right. Like, if you're a dad in 2019 and you don't know how to change your kid's diaper, you're the worst. Yeah. Well, like, I got that. Yeah. Yeah. I got that a little bit in the hospital. The nurses that would come in once he was born and were up in the, you know, in our room and nurses would come in, they would talk mainly to mom. And then they would talk to me like I was an idiot. And like the nurse watched, <laughs> had to watch me change it. She was like, that. I'm going to watch you do this. And in like myself, I was like, like Fuck you. Like, come at me. I can do this. But then I had to realize like, oh yeah, a lot of guys. Now yeah. we're going to do the diaper. <laughs> right. Should I talk slower? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I had to realize like, oh yeah, because a lot of guys who come through here are idiots about that. They don't have any totally. idea what to do. We took a, a something called a prepared childbirth series at Cedars that okay. was like, you know, whatever, being a parent was it type like stuff. CPR or just like all around? It was just kind of like all around. Yeah. Okay. And one of them was changing diapers. And I was like embarrassed for men in general, how uh, uncomfortable all yeah. the dudes were with changing a doll's diaper. Like, yeah. Are you really going to be like that, dude? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they couldn't, I've they been, couldn't not make a joke. I've just been whatever. making money with my hands all day. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know how to do this part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of my realm, yeah. out of my pay grade. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. dude. It's not yeah. nineteen sixty. Um, yeah, I it doesn't it baffles me. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. And that is kind of a big part of what uh not as like a well, as a champion of that idea, but also as a, a disciple of that idea, trying to learn more. That's why I'm here. That's why I I mean I'm putting it on the air just to try to like spread more word and you know, have this out there, but my whole intent is to learn more and be a part of it, which goes back to like, then I'll feel proud that I am doing a lot, that I change diapers, that I'm doing all the things. And then I realize I'm still not coming close to what my wife is doing. And yeah. I, so then I'm trying, I'm like, okay, let's try to keep up. And then, but then I'm exhausted and I realize, oh, I've gotten much more sleep than she has. And I'm still beat down, yeah. not doing a, a fraction of what <laughs> yeah. she's doing. You want to complain so much more <laughs> yeah. than your, your partner is like, oh, maybe I shouldn't complain to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. I think that, yeah, I think you're, but this is good. You're humbling yourself. I think parenting is humbling to a certain extent. You're humbling yourself to something, you know, and you can get advice, but really there's only so much advice you can do. It's, it's the, it's the biggest hands-on job yeah. training you'll ever have. And so 
I, and I, I think that most parents endeavor to do it as well as they can, you know? Yeah. And all of us as adults see the flaws in our parents as human beings and maybe see the flaws in our upbringing in some ways. But I think most people do their very best. Yeah. You know, and so I think it is it's incredibly humbling and you learn, you know, what works and what doesn't. And every kid is different like me with having yeah. two. like there are different techniques and they're different children. Like they grew up in the exact same house. Yeah. The same parents. But like they different strategies work. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they were very different as, as newborns. So, really? yeah. So not even like once they get more personality and more of a mind of their own, just actual newborn, just the, 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 the base product was, was totally different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Something that like <laughs> baseball. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much without all the without all the bells yeah, and whistles? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't need the spoiler. <laughs> Do I have to have power windows? <laughs> um, talk about humbling. One of the things, like you know, I talk about being tired and like being frustrated with him sometime in the middle of the night. But it's less about. I've realized it's less about being frustrated with him and more about like the feeling of inadequacy and impotency that I can't fix what's wrong. Sure. Cause he doesn't have the communication skills yet, but I, something is bothering him. And I feel like such a piece of shit that I can't fix it. Mm. And I, that's like, I know like academically, I know, well, that's not really, he can't help yet. So you just got to try to figure it out. And this is part of it, but the emotional stance, especially on a sleep deprived, like 3am kind of night, being like, I just can't do anything right. Mm -hmm. I just suck. I can't get it right. Um, you know, have you tried? Have you tried just like, hey, like a little whisper in his ear and be like, get your shit together, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I've like been a coddling. stern. I've been, I mean, I, you I, can I, try that. You know, all right, it won't work. Spare the rod, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, so I got to get in there and just talk, talk tougher. Okay, yeah, just talk tough, man. That's what babies need. Do babies need discipline. <laughs> They are the most undisciplined, Dis disciplined, disciplined, disciplined. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I meant to say. That's, that's been the problem. We've been taking this all the wrong way. Just they have no discipline. Yeah. All right. All right. Tougher parenting for newborns. That's, that's what we need. Man, I think I'm going to write a book. <laughs> you're exactly right. You're exactly right. In, the, in those times. And you're just, you emotionally, you want your kid to feel better. Yeah. That's the thing too. Have you experienced this now that you guys have your child here on earth? Um, that there's like this cavern of love that you didn't even know 100%. existed or has ever been accessed before. 100%. And then it was like, yeah. and it opens up. Like I said to my wife, like, look, I love you. I think you're great. But these little human beings, yeah, yeah. they're like next level love. Like, yeah. You're pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> these ones, you know, um, it's just, it, it like, talk about everything being new. It's like a new kind of love too, mm -hmm. right? Like I, I have romantic, I have familial love. I have brotherly love. I have all these kinds of love in my life. And this is like a brand new, the feelings are new. The feelings mm -hmm. are different and new. And yeah, it is like so intense and so all consuming, mm -hmm. um, which is awesome. And then makes it harder when I can't fix, like this is the most, the newest, most thing I've ever felt. And I can't make you happy at this moment. That is just, yeah. that's a tough spot right now. I was telling my mom, uh, like I worry all the time, like I'm going to scuff my new sneakers, right? Like I'm going to do something wrong. Mm -hmm. Also, I can't fix what's going on with him, all these things. And she's got four children. My mother is, the, I'm the oldest of four. 
And we're all in our, is that true? We're all in our thirties now. I don't know how old my sister is, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, you should find that out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Do I have a sister? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she's Back 29. She's, she turns 29, 90. She turns for, anyway, my mother has four children. <laughs> wow. They're all just about in their thirties or older. Uh, and, uh, you doing the math on this. Is just like, <laughs> yeah, great brother. That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, radio, right. Good podcasting. <laughs> just me sitting when I do mental math. <laughs> um, but my, I was telling my mom that I worry all the time now. And she was just goes, yeah, that doesn't change. She's got, she's been a mother for almost 40 years and she's yeah. like, it never stops. There's always going to be something because it's this, it's this new different love. And even for the rest of your life, there's going to be something that you go, I, I want to make your world better. I want something is, I'm worried for some aspect of your life. Um, which actually kind of like, unless you had something about that. No. Uh, you were talking about, um, like, uh, let's do an honest product review. Um, cause I was talking about being worried. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, like it's hard to sleep through the night now and I'm a heavy sleeper. So I know also for a fact that Jen sleeps less, far less than I do because I, my version of it's hard to sleep through the night. Still, I get good chunks of hours of sleep uh-huh. and then I wake up and I go, Oh my God, is he dead? And I have to click on the monitor and he's on the other side of the room. I could just like sit up more and see if I could see him, but I still <laughs> just like the click the monitor and then have to like zoom in and make sure that he's breathing and still alive and okay. Yeah. Uh, and you were talking about, um, what was the product? The thing you- that we got for, uh, we used it for both of our kids, um, but we were particularly nervous and someone made us very nervous about newborns. It was called an angel care monitor and it had the whatever the you know the night vision monitor but it also had a monitor that you put underneath the mattress of the crib that detects movement and can tell if the baby has stopped breathing wow okay wow. so okay. it was it's, it was pretty expensive and but we were like this is worth it sure yeah <laughs> it went off twice in the middle of the night it was a false alarm you can set sensitivity levels and so that was the worst. Oh, like you hear God. that because the alarm is a different sound. Okay. And it's like, mop, 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 and you like get up and like, but I have to admit there were times where like I would sit there and watch the baby sleep and like push it a little bit to make sure that like, <laughs> yeah. cause it's so calm. It's so chill. Yeah. Like, and you just, that was like the worst fear yeah. of, for any parent. Um, So that is something, if you're a nervous parent, I don't know if you need it, but if you want peace of mind, I don't know. I think the technology has probably gotten better too. We bought it when my daughter, who's now eight, uh-huh. it's probably gotten a little better. Okay. Um, I, I can't decide. And I don't, maybe there's not an answer to this question. Maybe this is really is just you figure out what's right for you. Like what is the correct amount of uh, healthy worry? And then what is kind of fear mongering from manufacturers? Like, sure. I think that, yeah, I think that's exactly it. Yeah. I think everybody has, what is that fear worth? Is it was yeah. the peace of mind worth to you? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, where there's a reason that we are a country that spends like 26 times more than any other country on defense. Right. Because for some reason we think we're someday they're just going to all come after us. Right. And that (laughs) makes us feel better. And that's fine. Yeah. Uh, um, Though we're surrounded by oceans and two (laughs) allies, but you know what I mean? So like, I think that everybody has, for me, it was an, it was, I think it was the most expensive baby product we purchased with the exception of maybe our stroller. Okay. But it was worth it, it at was the time. 
Um, and did I think, you feel like, did you, were you able to let your guard down or were you totally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and even just with a second, like not to say that, but you could see when there's families of four where they're like the, 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 the baby is like getting the least amount of parenting. Yeah. Cause it'll be, it's easier to do the cry it out method on the second, but on the first we, we had, our daughter had much more difficult time getting herself to sleep than our son did Yeah, because we, he was our second and we were more willing to let him, but yeah. you know, she was our first one. Like, just go get her. Just go hold her. Yeah. You know? So it was like, she couldn't go to sleep unless she was being held. She yeah. couldn't self-soothe. It sounds so like sometimes we did her across, a disservice. Right. It comes across like extent. the second child is not getting as much attention. This will happen to you. And I hope it doesn't happen to you or this, a version of this will happen to you is when your child becomes mobile, something may happen. Like they either fall or they roll off of something or something like that. And the first time uh, that happened, we freaked out. Like we were like, we have to go to the hospital. Everything yeah. is, you know, and the same thing happened to my son. And it was like a much more, <laughs> well, let's see how this plays out. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, that uh, just even that, that worries me. And I know like, yeah, at that point, they might take a tumble and kids are okay. Kids take tumbles. They do. But I mean, you're going to, you should be nervous. I'm not yeah. advocating for anyone, <laughs> but I'm just saying they're incredibly resilient. Yeah. And I think you want, you should treat it as the most, you know, expensive, fragile thing that you've ever had, but then worlds more because it's a human life right. and it's your child. But there's also an element of like, I do think that that's, the, the ultimate lesson of parenting, going back to what your mom was saying, is you have to protect them and prepare them for life. But then one thing you eventually have to do is let go, at least to a certain amount, because yeah. you will your child will suffer if you don't. Yeah. Like we, that's you, such a if your mom is find, continuing like, to protect you as right. if you were a teenager, that would be wildly inappropriate. You have to make mistakes. You have to make decisions for yourself. Yeah. And they give you the tools to do what you can. And they'll always be there for you. But at the end of the day. You need to be a human being, an adult, and make your own choices. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming out. My pleasure. This has been fun. Um, Good luck to you. Thanks, man. Thanks. I, this, you know, I you're know you're getting back. You're getting back west soon, but when you come back, we'll talk again. We'll hang out. Please, and, I'd love to. Thanks, man. This has been great. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Miss Ellie, you got anything for us? Oh, that was so informative and entertaining. No, I'm I'm fulfilled with that. Great, great. Yeah. Nice. Well, Operation Dad Pod is recorded at FOU Studios in New York City, produced by Jonathan Gregg and Nicely Vega, and music by Mark Allen.